hello everybody welcome to tea time with liz come on in go ahead and share um tag a friend tonight's tea time is going to be amazing so you do not want to miss this tea time so um we are back it is the first um monday of the month so happy april to everybody hope you are having an amazing april so far um we know that um god is up to some great things um i just ended a season at an amazing job but god has opened doors for a new one so i'm super super excited and there will be more about that later on another tea time so but anyway um shout out let us know where you're tuning in from and so that we can say hello, if this is your first time, welcome to Tea Time with Liz, where we talk about the tea that restores the soul. We do not gossip. We do not get into all the nitty gritty, but we talk about what uplifts us and restores us. So um, hello, Miss Nicole. Hello, hello. Um, we um, want to just be an encouragement this season and let you all know that you are worth it. God has given you something special inside of you. And sometimes life's challenges get very hard um, in trying to figure out what is our worth? What is our value? What um, do we need to do? What don't we need to do? And I am super, super happy tonight to have a special guest um, that we are going to talk about that. Um, if you missed the other tea times, you can check them all out on our YouTube page. Hello, Jennifer. Um, you could check us out on our YouTube page. It is Tea Time with Liz Clark on YouTube. So be sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And you can even catch last season's um, Tea Time where we talked about getting your spark back and um, all our lovely guests that joined us to talk about that. Um, also, if you have not um, or followed us here on our Tea Time page or on Instagram, be sure that you do that as well, um, because we do every week um, we post up an affirmation um, to encourage you, to inspire you, to keep you um knowing that you are, like I said, you are worth it. So um, this week I will um, post actually after our live because the guest that I have tonight, she is so amazing. She um, has so much wisdom, so much knowledge, and I'm sure there's going to be a couple quotes <laughs> that we can take away from tonight's live. So um, like I said, get your tea, get your water, get your notebooks, um, get your Kleenexes even if you want to, <laughs> um, and, and just get ready for this amazing tea time. Um, next, uh, our next tea time will be April 19th. So we meet every first and third Mondays. That is every first and third Mondays. And I am excited to have a special guest, um, Minister Jasmine from Oklahoma City. Um, she will be my guest next um, tea time where we will be talking about, once again, self-worth, but how do we overcome our struggles in finding our self-worth? So um, I'm really looking forward to, to that tea time as well. Um, but let's see who else do we have. Um, hello, Elder Birch. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Like I said, be sure to... Um, tag a friend, share this tea, um, because like I said, this is not going to be a tea time that you want to miss, um, and you definitely want to catch it live. So um, I'm super honored to introduce um, 
this special guest. Um, we just recently connected, a, a divine connection at that. I'm super grateful. I prayed for such a mentor, such a um, a, a a guidance in the kingdom and and God definitely had um, someone connect us and ever since God has definitely um, used her to to speak into my life to grow me into the greater um, she wears many hats she is a pastor in Chicago Illinois um, at Rehoboth Apostolic Worship Center she is also a district chair of the uh, Illinois District Council of the PAW. Um, she has her own live stream, so be sure that you follow her here on Facebook. Follow Rehoboth um, Worship Center. I'll put that up here later. Um, every Tuesday and Wednesday, she does 7 a.m. prayer, and it is dynamic. Um, life-changing. I, I promise you that. So uh, you definitely want to stay tuned and uh, like I said, connect with her. Um, so she, she's a prayer warrior. She is a prophet in her own right and, and just does whatever the Lord uh, leads her to do. And so I'm super honored to bring up Suffolk Bishop Yolanda Hunt. Praise the Lord. How are you, Elizabeth? I'm good. How are you tonight? I am well, thank you. Your lead-in was great. I enjoyed the conversation. I almost forgot I was going to be a guest. <laughs> thank <laughs> but I'm you. I'm honored to serve with you tonight. And so we want to impact a world or a, a culture. Let's do see what we can do together. Yes. Amen. And I'm, like I said, I'm so grateful that you took time out of your busy schedule because we know that you are definitely a busy woman. But to to pour out um, here on Tea Time on this platform, um, we are truly grateful for your for your efforts and your time and definitely going to uh, look forward to the wisdom that you're going to share with us tonight. So um, as you as you know, we are going to be talking about self-worth. And um, as the title says, is it worth it? Um, mm. So uh, the first question I want to ask, and if you all, as we are conversating, if you have questions, feel free to put those in the comments as well. We'll try to address those as we go. But um, Bishop, tell us what is worth mean to you? Just that value, worth uh, speaks to value and importance, um, uh, being appreciated. And so value or worth uh, uh, is critical for us to entertain in conversations. Um, you're talking about, is it worth it tonight? I think that as we delve into that conversation, uh, we need to, I'm sorry, dive in. As we listen, listen, as you're listening, think about the conversation where it applies to you and not only to you, to someone that you know, but you wanna have some takeaways to share with them so that they can be blessed, inspired, motivated to do uh, what God has called him to do. And I know Liz has already asked you all to share. I'm going to ask again uh, that you share so that many can come into this conversation because it's important. Sometimes it's just they didn't know it was live. So help them help yes. us help uh, them talk through. about this. So worth, value, importance, um, uh, being appreciated, um, considered, considerate, all those words speaks to worth. Awesome. Awesome. And, and, and that is truly um, something we, as young people, <laughs> I'm still considered young. Um, and, and, and I think just in general is, is, as the world keeps evolving, that we, we lose our value because of all the things that are happening around us. And so with that, um, 
let's talk about morals a little bit because I feel mm-hmm. that um, when it comes to our value as individuals, we we have to definitely talk about the moral value um, that has played a part in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, do you feel that morals play a part in, naturally and spiritually in our worth? Absolutely, they do. Naturally and spiritually do our morals play a part in determining our worth and, and self-worth as we're we talking about tonight. Um, looking at what we think, how we think, um, uh, our manner of behavior, uh, good or bad. You know, we learn morals have to be with standards. Those things that particularly you set your course of life on, life on based on I, these are things I will do. These mm. are things I will never do. Uh, this is the way I live and I will never do that. So that's one way in terms of this is the good that I think is about my life. Uh, the bad, those things that I steer away from, try to make sure I don't, uh, as I said, I won't do, I don't get involved in uh, my beneath my standard of living. So the way we live really is what dictates our morals or morals dictate how we live. Uh, it comes from environment, from our family. So naturally speaking within the home, the morals are really derived from what your family sets before you as the compass for how you live, right? And the more uh, strict your compass is set in terms of your family, the more strict your values or morals will be in your life. Well, spiritually, it's the same. Uh, when you are in, uh, considering your life, uh, a life with God, uh, the moral, the things that we consider right, you know, when the scripture talks about morality and immorality, talks about good and then that that is not so good, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right? We look at spiritually what is good and then spiritually what is not good. And then that will, as it is accomplished, dictate the course we live spiritually as well. So we really do need to know that our morals do play into how we live, uh, both naturally and spiritually. Always consider you do something that's born out of your thought. You know, actions are carried out as a result of what we think. Nothing happens. No activity is carried out in our body that we haven't thought, right? So the brain is the center. So how we live, what we do is out of our morals, whether established naturally from the environment that we were raised in or spiritually from, from the perspective that we gain understanding of the word that we walk out on. So that make any sense? Yeah, perfect sense. I hope you all, I hope this is making sense for them because I'm just here like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, it, it, I mean, it, and and you definitely hit it on the head as far as, like you said, it's that right and wrong um, of our environment, how how our environment teaches us that right and wrong. So if if I was raised in a toxic environment mm. um, to where, you know, there really wasn't a boundary set or a moral set for right and wrong, how can I... Um, I guess, start to change my, my self-worth or start to change my, my value because now I'm seeing that it's affecting me. So how can we, we start tackling those old things that we know have hindered us? Mm. Wow. First you said, if I raised or grew up in a toxic environment, and so yeah. toxicity is now embra- engraved, it's embedded. I tend to be one that's not whole, one that is not perhaps not sound, one that is not healthy, one who makes decisions 
that may not be the best because there's a, if we use the word toxic, there's a poison that has happened uh, that causes me to be able to behave a certain way. I'm using that word poison because I'm tying it to toxicity, you know, to being toxic. So yeah. an unhealthy environment breathes often unhealthy behavior. Rare, but it does happen, are instances where people who are in a toxic environment are different from the environment uh, in which they were raised or influenced right. by because they make a choice. They make yeah. a decision to be different and within them lie the ability, the aptitude to really strive toward that difference. And so as a result, we have people who were uh, raised in toxic environments that come out differently from their family. Uh, the, the, just the result, you know, is day and night, you'll say, wow, right? Um, and, and so considering that, uh, and, and how do we change that? If it's been toxic, how how to get better, right? How am I going to be improved? But we take it naturally, uh, change the environment, get different influences that uh, get be exposed to, things that uh, that previously one has not been exposed to that will now broaden their perspective and open to them, open to them things uh, and situations and circumstances and places that are outside of this broken, poisoned environment that now give the individual ability to say, hey, I can make different choices. I'm now informed. And so you usually make better decisions when you're better informed. So if yeah. toxic, growing up in a toxic environment, to be different, you have to change now uh, the influences that are around you, the environment, and what you take in then now is going to begin to feed how you behave differently. So moving out into different environments, getting familiar with different kinds of people and places. Uh, when it comes to a person who has grown up in a toxic environment and they come into the light of Christian living, now a word, right? The word of God and the culture of the yes. Christian community will then introduce another influence, another environment, another perspective that now one can you know, glean from. Right. And so yeah. I think that the main thing to know is that if having grown up in a toxic environment, toxicity being that which you've been exposed to, then do the contrast, get it to get exposed to something different. Sometimes people are so used to it, they don't know that there's a difference. They don't know that there is something better. They have no idea uh, that life can be different. That's all they know. We've heard that statement. Well, they've done it because that's all they know. Now what we need to do is, uh, you know, uh, hope that we who were perhaps not uh, reared in a toxic environment, we who are exposed to uh, the Lord, you know, I know we, we, we bring it in the natural and the spiritual because we are believers, y'all. Y'all watching, we believe believers. We are. I, I believe in Christ Jesus. We already so know. We're using this conversation. As we yeah. converse, we're hoping that what you're taking away from it is that these two women believe that one who has been toxic can be better by the power of the word of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, at the interest of thy word, and I'm paraphrasing, give it light. It will bring forth now ability to see what you could not see. So that dark side or that toxicity, that brokenness, that poison, that influence that's negative by the word of the Lord coming in, by being in a Christian environment, the illumination is present to help you see, wow, what you could not see. So you don't know anything better. Now you can know better. You know better. Yes. I'm going to throw this in there. Um, one of my favorite books in the Bible is Hebrews. And the theme of the book of Hebrews is better. Right. And so yes. understanding that God wants better 
And we can take that to John 10 and 10. You know, yeah. thief come but to steal, kill, and destroy. But And Jesus yeah. doesn't say but. He doesn't throw a, a conjunction in there. He says, but the thief does. In following the verse that's preceding, verse number nine and verses three. When you get our uh, previous, when you get to verse number 10, he's talking about what the thief does as it opens up the text. He is making us know there is one that will come to steal from you, kill, and destroy, right? Mm -hmm. So your worth is now under, is at risk. It's under attack. Then he yeah. says, I am. It doesn't say, but there is a colon there, which means now there's another point to consider. This is what the thief does. I am come that you might have life and that you would have it, not just life, but more abundant life. So Hebrews says better and Jesus says, I'll give you better and the life will be better. So toxicity can go away. The brokenness, unhealthy mindset, no moral compass, my morals, my values that are downward can come up. So we want to introduce the idea that changing our influences and coming into Jesus kind of influences, biblically inclined uh, environment, then you'll find that, that that is possible. So you can be changed. So how do we change that? Let's let's come to know Jesus and let's also be exposed to people, uh, circumstances, situations that will give us a broader perspective. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I hope I you all right. You tell me when you say, right. I hope okay, you all write this down. Make sure you save <laughs> this video somewhere. Like Kichi said, share, tag a friend. I mean, this is some good, good wisdom in, in, in developing, not only for new believers or those who never, never believed yet, mm. uh, but also for those, for us who are still believers to be reminded. Yes. Um, love how you you put that bishop in a sense of how the devil comes to steal kill and destroy us and it is our our worth it's our value it's our giftings the things that god has called us for and so um that's exactly what he wants to stop he doesn't want us to fulfill our purpose so mm. can um whether it was once again being in that toxic um, um environment yeah um, in our past, or even if it is uh, a toxic environment in our present, um, that, Ooh. like she said, we have to um, come to a, an epiphany. We have to come to um, acknowledgement to say, okay, this isn't yeah. good, right? And so that raises my next question. How do we determine that? How do we determine what is good and what isn't good? Um, I know that, like you said, our environments um, have shaped us to know those things, yes. but um, also through Christ, <laughs> through his word, it does as well. But how do I start to apply that? Because if I'm at a crossroad to making that mm. decision, um, and it seems as though everybody's, you know, doing this, but this decision would be better for me. How, how do I, you know, make the right decision um, or what seems to be good for me? In my worth, in God. How do I make decisions that would be better for me? Have the courage to make a change. Wow. You know, sometimes though we hear what others recommend and we may, you know, because of uh, what we don't know. Remember we said sometimes people don't know yes. and or that's what we come from. Right. There's a fear there because mm -hmm. of the unknown. Yeah. And so it's going to take courage. It's going to take courage to take the steps to move forward. And uh, the old adage is, don't knock it till you try it. You know, we still, we still need to know those that kind of phrases are still important. They yeah. work. Uh, and nothing beats a failure but a try. 
So take a step, you know, um, and allow God to guide you and to uh, cause life to unfold. So mm-hmm. it's going to require taking steps. When I, when I think about um, the scripture that would be important for someone who is hesitant, people mm-hmm. are saying you should do it, I shouldn't do it. Uh, I, uh, I would have to say that be, being encouraged and being courageous would, would follow with, you can do it. And Paul says, I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liz, let's talk about a, m- a minute. Uh, the, sometimes when people are advised, Yes. Uh, uh, that they 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 should be different, you know. However, we phrase it, right? In in conversation, recommending, uh, counseling, persuading. However, we do it, trying to uh, direct someone to in a path that will bring forth a different self worth. Yes, and, yes, you know, yes. value to their lives. Most definitely, uh, exactly. Many times, people are just uncomfortable because it's just something they have not achieved. And so uh, what I would advise for those of you who are trying to persuade someone, encourage someone, motivate somebody, guide someone, remain prayerful because keep in mind that the person's view of themselves may not be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may be those persons who see themselves as never going to make it and never feeling that anyone is going to receive them. Whatever is tied to it, the worth of self is down. So we, we want to be those who encourage them to be courageous, to take some steps that you haven't taken, you know, trust the Lord, make different confessions, say things that you haven't said before. I can, I will, I am. Uh, and so it starts with the courage and then the confessions. I'm going to try to do this and take it a step, a step by step. You know, I have this mm-hmm. a statement that I, uh, I use often, and it is small steps make great impact. Mm, good. Small That's steps good. make great impact. What you yeah. did today, you didn't do yesterday. You're further yeah. along, and so yeah. every step that you take, right? And we know this by the about the Lord. He will be there in your with your steps. Yes, He will. You know, God will tell you what step to take next, and the the steps of one that will trust in the Lord. They will be those that will open to opportunities not seen before. So Amen. we can we can say, hey, be courageous because you're building self worth as you do new things. As yes. you, oh, there's my youngest daughter, it was 15 years old when I first uh, had a conversation with her about traveling abroad, being a st- student uh, living in another country, and she was only in high school. She was 15. She hadn't. She, you know, would have been uh, at some point, not not long from then. I can't remember what month, but she would turn 16, but I had not. And I brought the the conversation up. And when uh, that happened, not many days, I think the very next day, her school counselor uh, introduced to her the idea of being a study abroad student, asked her, would you like to do that? So my conversation the day before, wow. the counselor's conversation the very next day, and if we, if we could have, we'd have had Dana jump right on. Uh, All right. the experience that she had and she went from living uh, here and going to school here to traveling to Argentina and she lived there for six months with a family which was a tremendous experience for her and when I first brought it up she wasn't she was like what no I never thought about that but I believe the Lord put it on my heart and that was that was not something easy to do that was my Youngest child, she was only 15, to be away from me and another country. We couldn't get to her. Right, right. Trust God. And 
that it turned her life in another direction, uh, blessed her where she now is just traveling is her thing that we almost want to tell her that's enough, but <laughs> it exposed her to something more. That she came from a, a good a family from a good moral standing, uh, mm -hmm. raised in church. You know, she herself spirit filled. Uh, she was a good student in school, but those goods were not good enough. Mm -hmm. It exposed her to more and raised her value of self. Wow. So that opportunity, uh, when she came back, I told her, you'll never be the same again. You, you, your friends are all that you've done before. You want to view it differently because you live somewhere else with other people. She got thrust right into the language. She, she was taking Spanish, but she wasn't well-versed. So she had to learn being dropped in the culture. Yes. And she came home almost not speaking English. Come on. She emerged well. She, she, she was so in and began to adapt so well that she would come back and say, how do you say that in English? And even her accent... <clears throat> was Argentinian. It was strong Spanish and, wow. and it changed her, uh, which of course led to other times of travel abroad. But, you know, we can change a child uh, one day at a time, one space at a time. Yes. And it's so the same thing. It's just being exposed, taking a step, moving forward and watch life be different. Wow, Bishop, you, you just unpacked so much. <laughs> just that one question. Okay, um, to it. I mean, I'm, there's just a man, I don't even know where to start, but I, I love, first of all, I want to make this point. I love the fact, um, and if you sharing that testimony as well, um, for parents and how, um, impactful your prayer life, um, for your child and the direction, um, of where they, um, God wants to lead them. Yeah. So be in tune you have to be in uh in connection to know um to because this does uh you know make or break you know their worth it does mm -hmm. play an impact on who and what they become um as the bible says you know train up a child in the way they should go um so they won't depart from it and it, that's not necessarily meaning church that means uh -huh. they're their their talents yeah. <laughs> and whatever yeah. they're good at you know yeah. and yeah. so um like you said you know it's it by prayer, you you were prayerful, and the Lord revealed that, and 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 lo and behold, here it was, and it and, and it has made who she is, um, and and it's so amazing to see that. Um, but also going back to how like we were talking about the good um, advice, and um, oh goodness, oh Lord, what happened? Which which you wish you? There we go. Hang on, um, but. Um, the, the advice and, and, and knowing when sometimes you got to turn it off and when you just have to take that leap of faith, um, yes. when God is trying to change you for the better. Um, mm -hmm. it may not look like what others do. It may not be what others are doing, um, are becoming. Um, but if you feel that that's where the Lord is leading you and, and helping you to even heal, deliver, you know, be set free, um, take the leap, as you said, you know, and, and just trust that God has you on the other side. And yeah. so with all that being said, um, it, it, you talked a lot, um, I feel like in connection to our self-esteem. Mm -hmm. um, so that is definitely something us as women, we, we definitely struggle with, um, obviously from society's pressures and even family and, and friends pressures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, 
how do we deal with that pressure of self-esteem as um as well listen you are young people are not the only ones that deal with it adults full adults like me um I'm, I'm on the other side of 50 i'm 62 and so life still allows challenge in your self-worth <laughs> and stages in life you know as you're growing from infancy through your childhood through adolescence people sometimes think those are the only times where you're developing identity and self-worth as a young yeah. child young teenager young adult actually you're establishing more uh confidence in who you are as you live through life as confident as one can be, there's still going to be a need, a need to bridge to more confidence so that you can continue in what you need to do because you can become intimidated by something that would happen. You mentioned parents to children. Absolutely do what you can to build the confidence, which will build self-esteem in your child. But how do we how do we build self-esteem? How do we how we increase our self-worth? Uh, we talked about you know being exposed to more. We talked about taking steps, being courageous. Uh, when people are talking and maybe, you know, uh, um, I think I think the idea you want me to address is when there's so much uh, uh, that can come against you, when there's so much that's said, like, you know, the culture, what people wear and do determines a lot about what we pick, right? They, they're going to let us know what for the spring to wear, what colors this year, you know, what shoes for <laughs> ladies not to wear, you uh, so every area, every region is affected by the same thing. The same things, same kind of things are happening. So with the outside influences, um, you got to have an inner strong self, and that can be developed. Uh, how do I know that my inner self? You know when you're not strong inside. It's not a secret to you. Uh, right. It may be a secret to others. People sometimes can't see on the outside what you're battling with on the inside. Um, so with the influences of the world, people around us, conversations that come up, you know, you, you, you didn't have to get some points to, to hone in on. You can't, you can't always focus on all of the things. There's a lot of things that feed into why a person may be challenged. So you, you decide, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to work mm -hmm. on this thing, right? So uh, perhaps it's for a young lady, her hair. I'm going to work on my hair. I'm going to figure out you know, how to get healthy hair and how my hair will respond. I'm going to work on my hair until I find, you know, what works for me. <clears throat> if it's, you know, I think you did a session sometime back about how makeup sometimes it makes us beautiful, but then we don't want to be controlled by it. We don't want to feel insecure and down. We don't have it. You know, we understand it, it, it enhances some things, but we also don't want it to be the focal point and miss who we really are. Right. Because right. now our steam is tied into that and we are not the one that brings things out of us that highlight who we are as opposed to what we have on. Yeah. So I get concerned when people are distracted because of what we have on and what we put on our faces. They don't see us. They don't get to experience us. We are, yeah. But outfit or whatever, that's just the statement and nothing else matters. So, uh, Elizabeth, we are, the Bible says, we are fearfully and wonderfully, wondrously made. Yeah, right? same thing. We, yeah. don't all, we don't all feel that way. And sometimes there are negative forces that come. Yes. Uh, that, you know, especially, especially in the world in which we live. Why you don't wear this? Why you don't wear that? Or why don't you do this? Or why don't you do that? You know, there's always the questions that come from the outside. Remember, in, again, the, the, the positive and strong inner self is going to help you to navigate through the competition. Uh, you know, <clears throat> uh, sometimes as a pastor, I can't help but to look at what my 
peers are doing the ministry. Yeah. It becomes uh, a competitive space. If, right. yeah. if you see growth down the street and you're not growth, growing, you're going to be like, okay, what's making them grow? And now as long as you're going to be fair and have a positive self-esteem, you'll say, you won't say negative things like, well, they're not teaching the word of God. They're to make them be a reason why they grow and I don't grow. Um, but there's the competition there that comes yeah. forth because yeah. it's an environment now that says, you know, how are you going to do? What are you going to do? So whether it's church and pastoring, and if you, if you, you know, if you watch this as a rebroadcast and you're hearing what I'm saying, you be honest with yourself, you know it's the truth. So whether it's church and pastoring, it's my car, what car do I have? I see cars go by. Now that this makes me decide what kind of car I want to get. So we're, we're driven much by the world uh, in yeah. which we are living in. And what we see yeah. really often is what our decisions are couched in. Did I answer the question or did I just go on? <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you, you hit it on. I think you hit it on the, on the spot because you're saying our self um our self-esteem is definitely driven by what we see out on the outside um or if it's intimidation um as you said you know if you see a pastor down the street growing and then you you're intimidated because like you said you're looking at yourself and you're you're not seeing the same um mm -hmm. thing happening for you so you you're trying to figure out what can i do what should i do or even try to mimic when that's not who God called you mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. And you have to, you definitely have to, once again, like you said, seek prayer, seek, um, seek God, have that connection. But most of all, know not to get caught up with that. Right. Because it's a, definitely a distraction, right? Um, that the enemy will bring to deteriorate you from your purpose. Oh, my. Supposed to call or what you're called to, right? Yeah. So. Um, no, I think you you hit it on the head, and, and and but that goes like you said, it goes for everything, whether it be makeup, whether it be hair, whether it be careers, whether it be you know spouses, whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. that aren't um, distracted by um, some of these decisions or some of these um, elevations to self worth. Um, that we are doing them for the right reasons. That these are the right steps that right. The Lord take um because you mentioned that earlier that the lord guides our footsteps <laughs> he's the one that shows us the way yeah. so we have to be very uh tentative once again to to what he is saying and what he is um telling us to do so no i you i mean i got it <laughs> i hope the rest of you all <laughs> i see in the comments they definitely are picking it up so um but you um you definitely had hit a couple things even in that conversation um to where it we we've taken the outlook of what the world looks like today. Um, so I, I want to ask you as um, a young mature woman, <laughs> um, I like how you put that. <laughs> that um, what morals do you feel we have lost today mm. um, that could really help us um, in our self worth? Ooh, what have we lost as it pertains to morals? Our moral standings have declined, and what are they? Well, respect. Mm. Respect is very different today than it was the time I was growing up. When I grew up, let's for example, respect for elders, just by virtue of the fact that there was someone that was older than you, uh, even older siblings, you know, older cousins, uh, neighbors, being that they're, they're adults. Uh, adults in church, teachers, 
uh, police officers, you know, elder people, people that were older, mm-hmm. even uh, just <clears throat> that were adult, they were young, but they were older. Yeah. It was understood that you regard them in a respectful way. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> so that being said, you didn't talk back mm-hmm. and you didn't ask questions. We, we have moved away from that. And I know that it is said that, you know, this is a more inquiring mind generation and day. And I'm not talking about, you know, millennials versus whatever I'm saying, the time in which we live. People are more apt to ask questions. But the moral, uh, the respect for elders and for others has changed in that people don't even want to hear your answer. They reject it. And when it comes to people that are older, they, there is a phrase that people are, you know, using a statement they're making saying, I'll give respect when I get respect. Mm-hmm. And so then the respect is defined by how people see it personally, not by what the definition is. Wow. Right. That's so if you talk about the definition, we now have gotten away from certain words where, that, were in, that are in Webster's today. They mean something else in the time because they're couched in personal perspective. People's individuality now determines how they will respect. Just because you're a police officer don't mean I'm, res- I'm going to respect you. You respect me, I respect you. And then when lives are lost, then of course, and we're not excusing any behavior of a law officer that's incorrect, but there is now, we got to prove that the officer had a reason about which to act. People used to stop. You know, we used to call them officer friendly. <laughs> Different conversation and trying to go there, but I'm just bringing a point. Yes, ma'am. Teachers, teachers had the ability to say Yolanda, and then you'd get quiet. Now there's this defense of the child, and if a teacher says, "I'm going to call your parent," because respect is different today, children often feel they're on the same level as their parents. They'll say, "Call them." They're not intimidated, not afraid. They're not worried. Um, you know, some neighbors, older neighbors, I've seen young children be disrespectful to neighbors, to older people. You know, seniors would be on a public bus and young people would get up. Wow. Now you can see an older person standing while a young person is sitting down on their cell phone. Wow. It is is very a very different world, you know. Conversations are different, you know. People used to say, excuse me, and respect was so respect, which was yeah. one one um uh of the tenets of our time, that it's not the same. So that's one respect. Another is just care for your neighbor. People wow. cared about other people. Well, communities tell me we hear it said that communities experience where people are not nice to their neighbors. They don't speak. They don't want to be kind. They don't want to know the neighbor. They don't want, I don't want to talk. So you speak to someone, they don't speak back and they don't care that you spoke and they don't want to talk and they just want you to know, I don't want to talk. They don't feel some type of way like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Oh, how are you? You know, the way we greet one another. Um, um, Consideration. Um, People are less considerate, you know, that's why we have road rage. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Everybody wants to get in the lane the same time. So I'm going to beat you out of it. I'm going to cut you off. And if you get ahead of me now, I'm going to cut you off to send a message. 
Let's go. So the world is very different. The Bible tells us that, told us that it would be this way. Man's yes. heart wax cold. Yes. And then the then the revelator or the John says indifference. It's the church of Ephesus, the loveless church. Mm. So a people, he's talking about the church community. And in a lot of times, the church is a sneak preview or a sneak peek at what the world is experiencing. Wow. When it's in this state. So we have loveless saints, then we know the world is more cold. Oh, Lord. If we have un, a lack of giving, people are less giving culture. What happens mm -hmm. is the morals decline. And so things that are based naturally begin to creep, begin to find their way. Mm -hmm. uh, they begin to um, just infuse itself into church culture so that people will not speak in the church or how, what has changed? We don't respect. We're not as considerate. We're not as caring. We're not as kind. We certainly are not as patient. No, no. I would just say I grew up before drive-through restaurants came about. So <laughs> in the oh. sense that drive-ins, you could go in and somebody could serve you, but drive-through, recreating them so you don't have to wait. Microwaves. I live enough to see that there was a time without a microwave. Right. So those speak to the the culture, the times we live in. We're always in a hurry, faster, right? Yeah, yeah. We have, what do they call them, the fryers? Air fryers. Yeah. You don't have to do the same things that we used to do. <laughs> it's easy, the same cleanup. It's just, come on, life is better, faster, more. And yeah. it's more self-serving. Wow. So we are more self-serving. That is, in my time, we more serve others. Yes, Love yeah. your neighbor as yourself. Yes. If you fulfill the will of God. Now, love yourself. We're very narcissistic. We are very selfish. We are self-focused. And we tend to uh, not respond well when things don't go our way. Mm -hmm. I get a nice number list of things. What has changed? <laughs> so things do, they tend to uh, wear away the fabric mm -hmm. of, of society that would be strong and it deteriorates. So now it, it is, uh, there's, everybody's at risk. The more mm -hmm. you lose those kind of values and moral standings, you wear away the fiber of a culture. People become less of what God intended, less of what is the best and tend to be more unlike what God wants and more toward what is not good in a culture. So we have alarms, uh, alerts, and we're trying to get people uh, to really think of, but the, but the, the, the society is so ingrained and so much has war, been worn away and worn down that those mm -hmm. things matter. You know, men would have never gone inside a church with a cap on, just to even, just to, even, uh, uh, just to come in uh, at the door. They would take a cap off. Now, I'm going to be sitting in a service with a cap on, a hat on. That's oh, not a big deal because things are changing. So you become dull to it. Wow. You become dull and, and so it doesn't matter, right? Dull, right. Of, dull of sensitivity. So those things have certainly declined and they have affected the world around us in a major kind of way, right? And you can't, you can't, you don't have an easy time telling people things they should do. True. 
Don't tell me what to do. I don't care. That's your point. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. I don't want to shoot you if you try to tell them. People in this world, they said wear a mask. They went to public places where the signs are said, we wear masks, we're requiring masks. And they went in and didn't want to have a mask on. And what happened? They were addressed. Do not come in. Please get your mask. Please don't forget. Get your mask. They said, no, I'm sorry. I don't want to wear a mask. You can't come in with a mask. Then they shot people over a mask. Over. I don't want to wear it. And so now the rest of your life, you're going to spend some time in jail because it wears away at the fabric of a society. Oh my God. It causes a great decline, and so we're in we're in we're in a situation where we need God, y'all. We need God. We, have a, we need Him now, right? So, now, now. So, so much that's different. So much that's different. Oh my God, y'all need to look at Leave It to Beaver, Leave It to Beaver, and all those old Andy Griffin just to see. <laughs> yes, ma'am. No, ma'am is. A lost phrase and term. Oh no, it, it's shocking though, because I still somewhat use it, and I have taught my son to use it. Good. And um, people have definitely, you know, complimented me for teaching them that. But some people are like, "Don't say that. You don't have to say that." Like what? Like like it's not uh, a way of level of respect anymore, um, and which that scares me a little bit. <laughs> um, it's so because I'm we in our age group and some are different age groups, but older than you, of course. It makes us feel. They say it makes them feel old. People are trying to stay young, and they don't even deem respect as something that has nothing to do with your age in terms of you staying youthful. Youthful, right. youthful. Someone saying yes, ma'am, to me is a is a term of endearment through respect. It's an honorable. Yeah. So you're teaching your son the right thing. And people say, oh, no, you don't need to say that. What, why not say it? Well, right. you know, you don't have to say yes, ma'am. I mean, tell me why I shouldn't say it. That's the question I would ask. Why would I not say yes, ma'am? Uh, yes, sir. No, ma'am. No, sir. Thank God for your parents that taught you and that you teach it to yourself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to keep on. We may be around <laughs> it, but we're going to keep on keeping on. Absolutely. We're <laughs> definitely going to keep on keeping on. But no, you made so many great, um, I mean, I'm sure the list could go on <laughs> as time would, uh, time would allow us. But, um, you know, as you were saying all these things, uh, this whole cancel culture thing really came to mind mm. that we're definitely canceling the wrong culture here. <laughs> we, <laughs> what is, tell me what, what is cancel culture? Come on, Liz, tell so me what that is. Culture is that whatever they feel is offensive um, to a culture or to a group of people, um, you know, of course they're trying to drive it out. For example, you know, Dr. Seuss books, there are some, you know, things that, um, can be racially offensive. So they're, you know, trying to get them off the market. So this is the cancel culture. So when you said that we have become part of that lovers of themselves, yes, they're only thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about the um, education it's providing for kids. Uh -huh. And I'm not by no means, you know, standing up for, you know, uh, racial um, slurs or anything of that nature, but but this but once again, this cancel culture is somewhat getting out of hand. They're canceling a lot of things that just really don't make sense. But what we need to be canceling is the disrespect. <laughs> what we yes. need to be canceling, yes. you know, the selfishness, like you said, mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. see the selfishness in in safety of our health 
and in our um, societies, in our communities that people refuse um, to, you know, once again, get vaccinated or to protect themselves. Um, it was it was a wake up call for me that the Lord is coming soon. I know we keep saying that. <laughs> yes. Yes. It shows how how much people are lovers of themselves oh, in wow. many ways. Um, I mean, my job had people protesting, saying, "You're not going to tell me what to do with my body." Well, if I remember correctly, the Lord gave you this body, so. Yes. You know, like, you know, it's, um, people have definitely, um, once again, become lovers of themselves. And like I said, I feel our generation needs to wake up and stop canceling things and get back to the real thing. We cancel so, until uh, it, we need it. You know, um, let me have my right to do what I want to do until something happens towards me and I need the law. I need a defense now. Yeah. Right. Um, let me be out of control because it's fun. I want to do it. I don't want anything that says that's too much. That's, if it's cancel culture, but then when someone out of control harms me, then I want justice. Exactly. The, exactly. It it works until it harms me. Right. It, it, it there there is a thought that this is harmful, so let's stop it. But I stop it until I need it. Yes. If it's no longer available. Then now what? We cry for it. So, so, so these will turn around. Meaning yeah. there will be a time that people will see um, that they need what they may have fought. Now, we do. You brought in the word of God and that Jesus is coming back. And he is. Uh, the, the scripture tells us that there will be so many things that are going to go awry. And the end will not be yet. Yeah. And so men being lovers of themselves. Uh, and many people in general, men in general, people uh, are more, you know, uh, they uh, can't, they're in kind, they can't be trusted. They don't keep things. There's not, you know, truce breakers. Um, matter of fact, on tomorrow, on tomorrow, no, today is Monday. On Wednesday night, I'm going to be talking about some of the things that need to be discussed. And I just thought about that verse where we're living in perilous times. Mm -hmm. And all the scriptures that run in that thread to talk about what those times look like and the verses that proceed and say, and it's from Tim Timothy, uh, flee these things. It's from such turn away. Right. I want to talk about it. I want to get to Romans chapter number one and talk about the culture and how the culture being where it is today is a true picture of what Romans says with because they did not acknowledge God as God and value the creature more than the creator. What is the end result? Right. Mm -hmm. And the Lord then says, you do your life and watch and see what's going to happen. The Bible says he gave them over. So now while we are trying to get individuality at a higher level, talking about self-worth, is it worth it? Yeah. You see, we go too far. Mm -hmm. There is a need for balance, right? Yeah. I'm yes. so tuned to me. I'm tuned to my own ideas, my own feelings, my own thought. I don't, you know, now I'm getting to the point that I'm leading myself and not allowing God to lead me. So when that happens, man becomes his own God. Mm. And when man becomes his own God and does not acknowledge God, that man is in trouble. It's so and much. Even <laughs> things that we would not have thought could be the, the consequence of it. It is a reality. And so let's have that conversation. If, if we go talk about some things, let's get bold enough 
to be those that have the conversations as a result of not having the mind of God and having that as a result of not valuing the word of God. Yeah. So, you know, our presidents at early stages of our government or our world country, they were ministers primarily. They believed in God and, and they coined it on, put it on coins inside we trust, put it on mantles in places of government, federal buildings so that the, so that the message would be sent to anybody who would be uh, a citizen of the United States. This is the premise upon which we live. Well, that has changed. Let's take it down. We don't want that up. Yeah. We don't, yeah. we don't want anybody to tell us to trust God. What God is that? They right. could they could have taken it to be their God, but no, we don't want it up at all because yeah. we don't want anything to point us to a God outside of myself. Right. Right. Okay. So on point, and, and I, I, I slipped that in there about the, the discussion. Is it worth it? It is, but then let's be careful. The Bible says we must be cautious, be uh, circumspectly. That word means carefully and cautiously. So even if we can do too much, we can be we can be too much to the right or to the left. And so let's value self. Let's let's have high moral standards. Let's be people that are uh, that we know have meaning to their lives and meaning to ours, and we see ourselves as those that can achieve and not have low self-esteem, but also be mindful that we must be careful and to be humble and let my worth be so high. Let a man not think himself more highly than he ought, than he ought to. That means you can go to the other end of the spectrum yeah, and you can be too low and too high. Yes. So we can be balancing in the middle. Balancing out, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Most definitely. Wow. Wow. I, I mean, you all, we are coming up to time. So if you have any questions for Suffolk and Bishop Hunt, please put them in the comments now before um, she does our final closing uh, remarks. And um, I'm going to actually ask her if she can pray for us tonight as well. Um, for those who may be um, still, you know, trying to heal, discover, be broken and be set free from some of the things that have caused you to um, misplace yourself, um, to look at yourself in a lower, um, you know, eyesight than what God has really caused you to. Um, I really love how you put all this together, Bishop, just, you know, is it worth it? In a balance. <laughs> and, and it definitely is. It definitely takes a balance, but once a most of all, that balance comes with God, you know, because the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh or blood, but against principalities and spirits. And a lot of these things that we we have to tackle, um, even though it looks like it's on the outside, it is a spiritual battle that we um, have to constantly fight against. And our weapon yeah. through prayer, our weapon is through the word of God. And so we definitely can find our balance in that. Um, and that way it will awaken us and be able to be deceiving or to be not deceiving, but to be discerning. Yes. The things that are, are, are trying to take our self-worth. So thank you so much, Bishop. But like I said, in these closing remarks, um, I, I mean, I know you kind of summed everything up, but um, what other advice would you um, give to someone who is, um, like I said, on this journey of self-worth, um, you know, trying to, you know, make some decisions? What would you say uh, to them? Any, any last words to them? Yes. Um know that the love that God has for you is real. You know, um, sometimes our worth is established by how we feel loved or not. 
And God's love is above anybody's love that we can get. We just believe that he loves us and allow him to begin to open himself to us. Uh, if you're lacking love from individuals surrounding you, the Bible says when mothers or fathers or those that are to be there in place don't love you, he says he'll pick you up. So I invite you to get a relationship with the Lord and let it grow and flourish and just soar in it. He will help you know who you are through his word. I have found out as much as I had a desire to learn God, I've learned him more through his word. And guess what? I learned more about myself mm. and I learned more about him. Amen. He will make you see who you are and he will cause you to see the abilities, the gifts, the talents, all that's inside of you that you had tapped into. He will cause you to begin to have a thirst for it so you'll begin to reach into yourself and stir up the gifts that are in you. And so you don't have to stay discouraged or insecure or with a low self-esteem. You really can be better and move forward and do many things you never dreamed about. And let the beauty that God sees be that which he opens your eyes to see. I think that as you've watched this broadcast, and we're going to prepare to pray that the Lord is having Liz bring this to the table so you can understand it is worth it. Yes. You are worth it. Uh, yes. I preached and taught for months. You are a gift and you are gifted. Amen. And Amen. God has so much in store for every single one of us. Let's yes. just let God arise in us and watch and see what's going to happen. So that's my last statement. Be encouraged. And God has a way to show you what you couldn't see on your own. I you want me to pray now, Liz. Well, I wanted to share one testimony real quick and, and how all this actually came together. So, it, it, I mean, it had to be divine <laughs> because it was um, uh, uh, actually Bishop Hunt, who I, um, like I said, she is a great mentor to me. Um, and I had called her about a job, two job offers that I got. And I needed some guidance because I too struggle with, um, you know, just personally being open, struggle with my self-worth and, and knowing um, sometimes the gifting that God um, has placed inside of me to be, you know, glorious. And, um, mm. you know, I, I, I hate to say it like this, but I will dumb it down and, and just take whatever. So when I was talking with her, she, you know, she gave me some wisdom and she's like, you know, go back and, you know, pray about it, find the words to say and just see what happens. And um, when I went back to this job that offered me a lower, but the job I feel was created for me, um, that they actually came back and uh, gave me what I asked for. And I thank God that um, Bishop Hunt guided me on that because um, I would have never saw that in myself to be able to, <laughs> to, be able to go back and ask for more listen think that I deserve more um, yeah. you know I was just I told her I said I'm just grateful for a job offer <laughs> and, and and to know that um, God says no you can go for more and and sometimes it does take that um, you know, with the respect, I did it with yeah. all respect and wisdom, of course, of the Lord. And um, like I said, I'm just grateful for, like I said, um, Bishop Hunt's um, prayers and, and guidance um, that God has used her. So like I said, um, I definitely, um, being a recipient of her prayers, um, <laughs> I, I want to, I want her to close out in prayer, but I 
wanted to share that quick testimony. So uh, go ahead, Bishop, and, and pray for us. Oh, certainly I will pray and be encouraged. God is not a respecter of persons. He will not only bless Liz, but he'll bless you as well. And so when you are facing discussions about a job, they make you an offer. I say to others of you that may be watching, ask for more. Take the step and the courage to ask for more. You have not because you don't ask. You will learn uh, more just by taking the steps. And so God has so much waiting for you. Be encouraged. And congratulations uh, to you, Liz. Uh, Father, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for this opportunity uh, to come before you as we close out this broadcast. Thank you for the conversation. As we converse today, God, we realize that you have those who you're speaking to. So I pray that as they have heard what has been shared, they walk away better, walk away stronger, walk away inspired walk away with peace and that fear dissipates in the name of Jesus. I pray healing, God, and wholeness. I pray soundness of mind and heart. I pray, oh God, that you bless everyone that is listening and those who watch the rebroadcast. Father, I pray that words that were spoken will, God, pierce the darkness that will reach down into their souls and cause them to know that they truly are are fearfully and wondrously made. I thank you, God, for grace that you've extended, that you will even more extend to bless God. each and every one. Cause, oh God, your favor to rest stronger than we imagine. We thank you for this time, God. Thank you, God, for the vision of Tea Time with Liz. Thank you that it's going to be broader. I celebrate you in advance, God, for what you're going to do, that you will cause this to be that which God would have an extension of his reach I thank you that you will cause it to be extended the north, the south, the east, and the west within this United States. And that God would also take this across the borders, Lord God, that people will begin to hear and receive of what you say. Have your way. Get the glory. Be honored and lifted up. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Bless you. God bless you, Bishop. Thank you so much. You all follow Bishop here, like I said, on um, Facebook. Um, you could also, I put the church name, follow her um, there as well at Rehoboth Episodic Worship Center. Um, we will be in prayer. I, I count myself <laughs> uh, at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. Yeah, um, you morning and well, join us and yes, it is on both Wednesday nights and live on Sunday, yes. Wednesday night, 730 Central All Sunday things. We're hoping the Apostolic Worship Center and you will be blessed for sure. Amen. Yes, y'all. Like she said, you can catch them Wednesday, Sundays and um, 7 a.m. 7 a.m. <laughs> and like I said, tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning, get your prayer in. All right. As you're driving to work, you can listen in. As she stated as well, they are on Facebook and YouTube. So you will find them under Rehoboth Apostolic Worship Center as well on YouTube. So we thank you all. We thank you, Bishop, for your time tonight and all of your wisdom. Um, if you know somebody that could use this, spread it to them. Let's share it with them yes. and, and share some tea. <laughs> <laughs> And, 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 I have my cup and sit while I was doing it. But you know, I, I'm gonna definitely send you a tea time with Liz cup for sure. <laughs> We're gonna get you one, but um, but definitely, like I said, this is some good wisdom to just empower one another with, and to keep knowing that God has um, great things in store for you all. So we count you all a blessing tonight for just tuning in, but we hope that you have a blessed week, and we will see you next time on Tea Time with Liz. You all be blessed.
Bye-bye, everybody.